Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal. Ploughing ahead with a new record readership of 379,000 weekly print readers. Now, welcome back to uh, Countrywide. Wicklow Naturally is a group of farmers and food producers from the county. And later today, they'll be at the Harvest Festival at Powerscourt Distillery in County Wicklow. The Harvest Festival is a day of talks on local food, demonstrations and foraging walks. Suzanne Campbell joined forager Lorraine O'Dwyer on a woodland walk where she shared her very personal view of the natural world. So we have Herb Robert here. So Herb Robert is a really common garden weed but it's actually from the same family as coriander so it's a wild coriander it looks very like the leaf shape it's almost yeah. identical yeah so if you if you roll it in your hands there if you want to take it there and have a roll it smells like coriander oh absolutely yeah. it's lovely it's a lovely mm. addition to salads even at this time of the year but don't ask me who robert was i don't know who robert was <laughs> lorraine o'dwyer is a forager from gory in wexford She's taking me on a tour of the woodlands at Powers Court in Wicklow, part of the Wicklow Naturally Festival taking place there this weekend. Elderflower and the elder tree, that's a big theme of your walk at the moment, isn't it? Is it because of the time of year? Yes, it is. So we are coming into Samhain. And if we were to go by our ancestors, the island now is turning into the Kaylock or the Hag, the grandmother. And the grandmother essence of the island tells us to prepare ourselves for winter. So not just this year, there's been plenty of flus and viruses throughout all the centuries. Mm. And the elder was a big part in protecting people from colds and flus. In fact, the Vikings called it Ilder Moor, uh, the elder mother because they believed a goddess of life and death lived within the tree. Because you've got, of course, the cyanide in the berries as well. More than a few husbands over the years have saved and passed away by accidentally giving them elder. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them, they're so luscious and pink. Look at them now, you just, you just want to eat them. And, you know, I'm constantly telling my children, don't eat those. Children really should never eat them because, mm, you know, so pretty. they are pretty. And You know, aside from being pretty, but also dangerous raw... This is such a useful plant. What do you use the berries for? So you can use your berries for loads of things. I mean, you can make a really nice jellies or, or jam out of them. Mm-hmm. I use them predominantly for the syrup because it's antiviral. And how would you prepare that syrup? Boil them? Yeah, it's boiled up. There's 101 recipes you can use because you can add in other things as well. But you're essentially, you're going to boil them up with water. And I use honey. Some people use processed sugar. And that's it, really. You can add a few more things in there. For example, if you were making a medicinal one, you might want to add in some cinnamon or allspice to give you that nice warming but if it's just maybe a drink mixer for your, for a cocktail or something you can just use honey and water or just sugar and water an elder flower the, the phase before the berries it's very famous for making cordials and obviously very commercial as well. Yeah, so elderflower cordial, well, that comes out at a time when traditionally, you know, there may have been a bit of food food anxiety going on because it's the, you know, the, the, the food is just starting to arrive into the forest floor. So elderflower cordial, when made with honey as opposed to processed sugar, actually has mild anti-anxiety properties to it as well. It has absolutely loads of vitamin C in it too. Obviously on your walks at this time of year, this is a plant you can really focus on because it's everywhere. everywhere. It's all over the country. People can easily find it yeah. and find so many recipes out there to use it in, in different, different ways. Yeah. Okay, let's have another little walk on. Your home territory is Wexford. You've also got ancestry in this kind of world of natural remedies. Yeah, my great-grandmother was a Banfassa. 
She was the Banfassa of Scarawelsh outside Enniscorthy. So Banfassa is a wise woman. Okay. It's kind of a little bit like a witch, um, but a lot of herbal remedies and a lot of Banfassas would have been you know, they might have specialised in midwifery or, yes, you know, or the yes. other end of the, 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 the timeline, helping people move on. But for her, she would have made a lot of pills and medicines. And then my Aunt Etna, well, Aunt Etna was this magical woman. She was a fairy woman. And um, she taught me an awful lot. And I suppose... And what, what did she do with the fairies? She talked to them. She talked, talked to them. them. She'd leave them gifts. They would leave her gifts. She was convinced they, were, they lived in her garden. I know it sounds a little strange, but she planted plants that attracted fairies in. She would have honoured certain times of the year. The old festivals of Bialtana and Samhain. She would have been very traditional that way. She was a great storyteller as well. So I suppose here we are now in the 21st century and... You know, we live in a world of Facebook and Instagram and mm. TikTok and work, work, work and work. So the Banfassa isn't needed in the traditional form, but it doesn't mean that we haven't gone away and we don't still have a role to play. And I think our role today is helping people reconnect with the island, reconnect mm. with the land that they live, mm. that they were born on or, or moved to. I help people slow down. By coming on your walks, but how in other ways? Is it in a kind of a mindful way? Yeah, well, I consider my job, not a job, but a vocation. Mm. So my workshops, I can only host four people per workshop because I do it in my cabin, which is very small. Standing in a wooden cabin, stirring a pot with a wooden spoon. And it's really lovely. It's a lovely way to spend a Sunday. And then you can do it again in your kitchen. You know, you're slowing down. It's all slowed down. We, we, we go so fast these days. Trees take thousands of years to grow, or hundreds, depending on the, the species. Mm. We have it all done and dusted. You know, we only, we only give ourselves like a Sunday to enjoy ourselves, and then we work the rest of the week. We go for a walk, but we're so focused on getting our steps in or walking the dog or anything. Mm. We don't stop to smell the trees, to pick up things like when we were children and look at that that's a chestnut or look at that funny shaped leaf these are all things that we don't really do anymore when people come to me for walks or for a workshop or whatever I give them permission to slow down and not rush and let's just sit here for a minute and just listen to that blackbird sing you know or whatever it might be it's all about slowing down and remembering life is passing us by regardless we might as well enjoy it <laughs> Absolutely, yes, we might as well enjoy it. Please heed, uh, by the way, Lorraine's fair warnings about raw elderberries. Boil them up and follow a recipe carefully if you are going to eat them. Lorraine O'Dwyer's foraging walks are taking place later today at Powers Court Distillery's Harvest Festival in Inniskerry, County Wicklow. There's also a food market of local farmers and food producers from the Wicklow Naturally Group. Lorraine's website is gallivanting.ie and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. 